Hey, Sarah. Hey, what? I want to watch a spooky romantic comedy. All I want is a friend. Welcome to romanticcomedycommentary.com, or as Sarah likes to call it, romcomcom.com. And this week, just like last week and the week before that, I'm one half of your podcasting team. I'm Justin, and with me as always is... Sarah! And this week we're going to talk about a spooky rom-com near and dear to Sarah's heart. Yes. Casper? Casper the Friendly Ghost. Um, Was this your favorite spooky movie as a kid? I, yeah. I know you've talked about Casper before, both on the podcast and to me. Uh, yeah, I was really into it. Really? Yeah. At what age? 10. 10. Okay, when it, was that when it like, came Slash out 11. Then? Yeah, 11. Was I it? Be- I was in, yeah, I was in fourth grade or fifth grade. Because of Devin Sawa or? Yeah, <laughs> I liked him, but it was also just the story. Like, she was such an interesting, like... I I always liked her. I'd watch the Adams Family that she was in. Christina, Christina Ricci. Ricci. And then I just really, I don't know, something about it. I just liked it. And I liked the architecture of the Whipstaff oh, Manor. Oh, yeah, you do love architecture. And I got, that's how I got really into doing like architectural drawings and shit. Casper? From that movie. Really? Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Such an interesting haunted well, house. Since we're doing our spooktacular rom fest today sure what other spooky movies did you like when you were little did you have any that like scared the bejesus out of you yeah poltergeist my dad let me watch poltergeist when i was way too young and i was terrified yeah why would pat Mm -hmm. pat i don't know it was on and i kept having him switch it back he would switch away and i'd switch back and what because he was losing attention probably yeah <laughs> you know what one always freaked me out or it, it i saw witches when i was mm, little mm-hmm. and that movie should it's, not really scare you that no, that it's much scary. i was scared like, me so when I was scared i was gonna turn into a mouse yeah i yeah. really it freaked me out okay good the fact that yeah. you are this is the first well, time I'm admitting okay it out loud. i wasn't good with scary for a long time Ditto. i i was terrified my girl scout troop or like a group of girls or something maybe it was someone's birthday party went to go see hocus pocus in the theater mm. and i was freaked out because at the beginning they sucked mm-hmm. the soul out of yeah, a little girl yeah, yeah. i was like holy shit i cannot I believe be that little that girl. they're letting this happen you know <laughs> and then it fast forwards and it's lighter but then they're running through the cemetery and that guy with his mouth sewn shut is chasing them and his head gets knocked off by the tree and i just ran up the aisle and out of the theater no. i was like fuck this i am out and my mom was like okay and other kids are like you're so lame it's not scary and i wouldn't watch that movie legitimately until really? emma was little really? and, and julie and maria brian's sisters were like oh it's such a classic you gotta watch it and i was like Ooh. were you but freaked emma out it. but when those parts came up did you kind of get a chill i up your fast spine? forwarded through the beginning no. for years no. because i didn't want emma to see okay that, that I, I thought you beginning part i thought you were gonna say because the rest of the movie is fairly fine and lighthearted mm. if you don't see the first five minutes but that really set the tone like oh god only well, guy with his These mouth so are bad yeah, yeah. You know what one freaked me out kind of much the same? Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, really? Yeah, because it has like a, like the troll in it. Yeah, is like is a creepy troll. Yeah, it's like a no joke. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. Yeah, I really he was sig- very gooey. Yeah, and he has like two noses. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, ugh, ugh. And it was something about a tree would like... Oh, it came Wasn't there something life. like a tree? No, I think like didn't the tree like eat souls or oh, something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Ernest was going to make a tree house in the like spooky tree yeah i kind of remember that i watched a lot of those Ernest movies because my stepdad loved jim varney and we would end up watching them like Ernest goes to jail Ernest scared stupid all that stuff are those the only two that you can name yeah i think so Ernest goes to camp was my oh, personal camp. favorite yeah. yeah with the bus you've always loved camp yeah <laughs> well i mean not actually going to camp but i mm-hmm. like i like helping at a summer camp when i was little i wanted to not be at camp really my, oh god yes my aunt called my mom one time and she was like hey this is the uh state uh highway patrol is this you know this is lynn 
my mom really thought it was the state highway oh patrol. God. She's like, well, well, yeah, yeah. Is everything okay? Well, we found a we found a young boy walking down uh, 23 towards Columbus away from the summer camp. And he said this was oh, his number. No. And I guess my mom freaked out. And then my aunt just starts cackling. Because oh, no. they really believed that I hated it there so much. I would just start walking Leave. down the, the road and find oh. a way back. And they were not necessarily super far off. Hmm. But now it's cool. I loved camp. The best time ever. I still hate scary movies. I just don't like them. Really? They bring me no joy. I, it depends on the movie. But in general, they really freak me out. What do you mean depends on the movie? Like what? Like, I don't like the gore. I won't watch like Insidious or like the, the... What's the paranormal activity? Shit like Mm. that. I don't need that in my life. (laughs) Um, You know, like I watched The Purge. But I was like, I just can't yeah. really focus in on this. But what ones do you like that? I liked Blair Witch Project. Um, oh, God, the ending of that scared the shit out really? of me. Really? I got to watch it again. Oh, when that the, she sees the guy just like standing against the wall and then it just cuts. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, there's a movie that I highly recommend to anyone called It Follows. I watched it about two years ago now. And it is the most insane, clever, you'll never get it out of your brain movie. And it's not like really gory or anything like that, but it's just this mysterious creature just follows the person it's chasing and it's passed on by having sex with people. So the only way you can get rid of the creature is to have sex with someone and then it starts chasing that person. And it doesn't go fast and it doesn't you know it depends on it it'll take the shape of anyone or anything mm-hmm. and it's so, just relentless yeah and so it just it's not fast at all though nah, i don't need that movie in my life and so like it doesn't care what it looks like so sometimes the person will be naked just walking through campus or something very slowly oh i thought you meant wearing you. like a t-shirt with a ketchup stain or like look like your dead father mm-hmm. or i didn't mean that at you but you know like creepy shit like that Mm. and it'll follow you until it kills you or until you pass it on i have no interest in a movie like that it's really like just and it's set in detroit in like the not great part of detroit and it's really interesting because it's supposed to be modern day but it's also like got all these weird incongruous technology things Mm. that makes it like when is this and what's going on and like this weird little clamshell phone that doesn't Hmm. Or like an e-reader and just stuff that it's like, is this 1980? Is this now? I mean, man, I just, I'm not. Makes it even more unsettling. See, and I just get, I I have a buddy who loves 80 slasher movies up and down. Had every single (laughs) Hellraiser on VHS. Oh, really? Oh, I mean, he loved, that was his favorite genre. like Hmm. 80 slashers. And he tried showing me a couple and it was just like. I I get nothing from this that makes me feel better hmm. about where I'm at or See, how I like, I'm like Halloween and stuff like that. I don't. It just because yeah. it still freaks me out. If yeah. I am in the house alone and yeah. I have all the lights off and I'm going up the stairs, mm-hmm. I will still bound up like three steps oh, at a yeah, time and look behind too. myself. And yeah. seeing a scary movie only makes that experience worse. Yeah, that's true. Like I'm already starting at a, at a baseline of freaked <laughs> yeah. out much higher me than too. most. Yeah, so. Yeah. So it I will not go to a haunted house. Fuck you that. You cannot get me yeah, to You go couldn't to pay one. me enough. No. No way. You, this is why we do wrong cops. Yeah. <laughs> cannot do a well, haunted I went house. to the I went to Cedar Point one time and they have like the Oh, the, Fright Night or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And girl I was I was dated at the time was like, let's go through a haunted house. Come Fuck on, this will be you. fun. I was like, you have a great fucking time. Like, I literally I, dropped my friends off and went back and then waited until it was over and came and picked them up because I was like, I am not going. Into that haunted house. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Oh. And haunted hay rides. Nope. Okay, so we. I like the kids' haunted hay rides. Well, it's okay. I guess I've never like, been on one of those. At but all, I could like at Allwood like Nature Center in north of Dayton, they had a haunted hay ride, but during the day it's a kids' version, and the guys don't jump out and touch you. They just kind of like leer out of the woods and go, Ugh. and that freaked the shit out of me as a kid. Oh yeah. As Especially a kid, like be... if you're looking forward and then you turn back and someone's just standing in the path behind you. I was like, shit. Yeah. That is kind of, you know, but they don't move like quickly and they don't, 
do like they do for adults but still it scared the shit out of me but then I went when I was an adult and I was like oh I can do this <laughs> they don't do this like real scary stuff I can handle this one so that's about that does sound pretty my leash yeah that does sound pretty ominous I'm cold do you need to get a, a sweater before we begin I have one do you need to get a second sweater no. sweatshirt need something warm long sleeve soup Soup, long sleeve soup. Do you need long sleeve soup? Mm-hmm. So okay, with both of our dislikes of <laughs> spooky, mm-hmm. scary werewolf bar mitzvah, <laughs> yeah. Why don't we dive into Casper? Question mark. Question mark. Yeah. I, I think you, it's great. I'm, I'm going to tell you from the beginning. No, I'm not saying. And I'll throw this out at the beginning. I did enjoy this movie, mm-hmm. and I liked it when I was a kid. You've got some legwork to get me convinced that this is a romantic comedy yeah, in right. more than like a cursory sense. Hmm. Like all I, I'm starting out at like, I guess I can kind of see it, but not really. So I want you like you need to know you have to kind of convince me as we go through this a little bit. And I, I think you're up to the task, but I'm just going to let you know from the beginning. That's why I'm kind of going up at the end. Hmm. Okay. Uh, is do you want to give a really, really, is this even one we need to really give a one minute summary of because it is a pretty simple plot or? Yeah. Okay. I mean, sure. Okay. Well, Sarah, do you want to give a quick, your, your Sarah one minute summary of the film for sure. people that maybe haven't seen it? Sure. So Bill Pullman and well, he's Dr. James Harvey and his daughter, Christina Ricci is Kat Harvey. They travel around the country um, being a, th- he's a therapist to ghosts to get them to cross over. There is a mansion in Maine that's haunted and the rich guy who owned it left it as the only thing he left to his daughter. She's a total awful person and is trying to get the ghosts out of it. So she hires Dr. Harvey to come and get the ghosts out of it. One of whom is Casper. They arrive Casper and Kat become friends. The other three uncles are mean and crazy, and Dr. Harvey spends all his time trying to rehabilitate them. Uh, They find this attic room where Casper lived. It leads them to his father's laboratory, and they find out that there's a machine his father made, the Lazarus machine, to bring people back from the dead because he was trying to bring his son back from the dead. Um, Incidentally, Bill Pullman's character dies accidentally with the three ghosts and they only have some amount of the special liquid left to save him. So they use it on him. They go and have a big party at the mansion with all the school kids for Halloween night. And Casper becomes a real person because Dr. Harvey's wife comes back from the dead to make his dreams come true. They dance and it's all beautiful and Devin saw was all hot as a 12 year old. Although I think he's older than that in real life. And he and Christina Ricci kiss. Then he turns back into a ghost. And Dr. Harvey's wife says, I don't have any unfinished business because you were the best ever. And then she disappears into the ether and the movie ends. That's a pretty, I mean, you <laughs> nailed the, the, you didn't nail the one minute, but you nailed the summary of it. Yeah. So that's good. There you go. So, do you believe in ghosts? Mm, I don't know if we've really... I don't know. Because we talked about Maybe. another ghost movie. This is our second ghost movie. I think our second or third. We've done Paranormal, but I think this is only the... Se- or like Supernatural. I think Uh-oh. this is only the second ghost one. What's the other ghost one? The um, Mark Ruffalo and Reese Witherspoon. Uh, yeah. uh, up in the Air or something? No, Far not Up in the Air. Right. Just Like Heaven. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cause I like that's that's kind of the starting point of everything that's going to come out of this. Yeah. Like, I mean, okay. So Ugh, I, I don't, don't know. I don't, I don't believe in those ghosts. Like I, they're way too bubbly and cartoonish. Yeah, I don't really think I'm a ghost guy. I'm, and this is not saying anything about afterlife or this or that. Mm-hmm. Just literally ghosts. I I think I can be freaked out places, mm-hmm. and you can feel presences. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't think that's real. Like, I don't think there mm-hmm. are ghosts. I, I don't. Okay. I mean, I, but I think you can be freaked out by places and imagine an energy, mm-hmm. but then throw, like, a flood lamp on and you're kind of cool. Yeah. I, I don't know, but I don't believe I mean, it's in, like... it's like how Karen and Georgia talk about it on My Favorite Murder. It's like, there are just so many stories of people having a shared experience of seeing mm-hmm. a ghost or, you know, stuff like that. 
It's just like, how the hell do you explain that? So I don't want to be so confident in myself Mm -hmm. that I claim that they don't exist. I've never had an experience where they exist. Okay, so then then the next question out of that is, so you're in the maybe column. If maybe, would you do something, would you do like a be locked in a house where people have told you there are ghosts? So you would not do like a ghost I'm not interested in that at all. Okay. No way. Okay. I have nothing to prove. I'm not going to be like, I'll show you that there aren't ghosts Well, and you have no fascination with it to to the extent that you would go see. I mean, I used to work at a hundred and, it was built in 1889. So at the time it was like a 120 year old resort. Mm we say resort it was just a a three-story hotel with like eight rooms and then like 19 cottages on a really remote plate lake up in northern michigan and there were supposed to be ghosts there and at night when you're closing up you're like you have to like walk through strategically to turn lights off behind you so you don't get stuck in the dark because it's kind of freaky yeah and there's a really old piano in the parlor and i've played like there's a theme song for that lake, Lake Leelanau. It's um, by a woman who used to stay at that um, resort. And I've played it before and felt weird. Mm-hmm. Like, is someone here? You know, like on this old ass actual ivory keyed piano. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. See, I just have such an active imagination that I have imagined things and been freaked out mm-hmm. and then later realized there was like nothing going on. So I know the power my imagination right. has. So I think I can't. I had a friend that did uh, a lock-in at a uh, the old Mary, or um, God, not Marysville, the prison in Shawshank. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He did a lock-in there and he swears he could see like orbs floating around and things. Yeah. He swear he, he only saw an orb once floating somewhere, but mm. even he was kind of like... It could have just been light shining off of something. I'm like, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was light shining. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I'm not saying that maybe they couldn't or whatever. I just mm-hmm. don't. I, I've seen no evidence. Right. And I'm kind of cool not seeing evidence of it. Yeah. You know? You never had a sixth sense moment? No. And thank God I didn't. You know what? <laughs> I did. I did mention one time to my mom. I was like, every, you know, I, like my dad passed away. And I, I could mm-hmm. go say like, every once in a while I'll walk by the room in the house and it'll be night. And all like in the beginning, and I was like, I would always be kind of scared, like if there were ghosts, that he'd be in there. And she shirked yeah. it off in two seconds, was like, nah, he wouldn't mess with you like that. And I was oh. like, oh, okay, well, so I guess I don't have anything to worry about, even if there are ghosts, like, huh. wouldn't mess with me like that. So well, that's nice. Yeah, so that's that. <laughs> that's that. <laughs> that was my one note I remembered, was I want to ask you if you believed in ghosts. Oh, so, okay. wherever you care to go from here. Um, huh. Well, first of all, there are lots and lots of cameos in this Yes. Movie. I enjoyed the priest. Well, we need yeah. You got to bring in when they're when Kerrigan is the rich woman is trying to clean the house out of ghosts. She brings in a priest played by Don Novello, mm-hmm. who is on Saturday Night Live, and he gets his head turned around. Well, wasn't that one of his famous kind yeah, of characters on SNL? Characters. Yeah. He's kind of a mumbling priest, and. um <laughs> He gets his head spun around and then goes back outside. And that leads me to my question. I, I don't understand the ghost logic in this movie exactly. Because oh, yeah, they like, can spin his head around. And not kill him. Yeah. But they can touch everyone. Yeah. They seem to not have issues interacting with yeah. physical objects. But they can sometimes go through walls if they choose to. And sometimes not. When did they, did they slam into a wall? Oh, yeah. I think like when they, when they stabbed the swords through the door and didn't hit him. Yeah. Or? Well, and also when he vacuums them up, it's like, why can't they get out of the vacuum? You are right. I didn't think of that. Yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. Or, Plastic? Yeah. I mean, just weird stuff that doesn't make sense, but they can control inanimate objects mm-hmm. and like Casper can pick her up and drag her out the window. Yeah. Which is freaky. I thought she was the. I did not remember this movie in any detail watching it. Mm-hmm. I was. I remembered someone died in it. I couldn't remember that it was Bill Pullman. Mm-hmm. And I was like so sure when he grabbed her. I'm like, oh shit, a kid, a, like a second kid dies in this movie. <laughs> this movie is freaking morose in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, when you really dive into it, yeah. 
I guess the original director, Alex Panos or something like that, he wanted it to be a much more dark and more emotional movie, but the studio wanted to go a different way, so they hired Brad Silberling, I guess. And that is his film debut. And he met his wife, played by Amy Brenneman, on set. She is Bill Pullman's dead wife. Really? They met on set and got married. Wow. And they're still married. He did City of Angels? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Series of Unfortunate Events. Mm-hmm. And like Mile. Okay. Yeah. Um, but back to back to your ghost physics thing. Mm-hmm. On on the Mario Ruffalo one, I could make sense of the ghost yeah. physics. I this feel, one is all over the well, place. Well, and you know what? The one thing that... Okay, I'll tell you the only way that I could call this a romantic comedy mm-hmm. is if... the and it, and it answers kind of this ghost physics, how they, they don't even try to do anything. Mm-hmm. If the subgenre of this, if we declare there to be a subgenre mm-hmm. of a, a children's romantic comedy... I think that's the only way I could see this being a a children's room, like a, a, a being a romantic comedy because it does have like cutesy elements to it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's why I put it more in that category because it really spoke to me when I was 11 mm-hmm. and it was like, I really identified with Christina Ricci. I wanted, I used to have my hair like that. You wanted the ghost boyfriend. I, yeah. I wanted to... <laughs> look like her and be like her and i loved that house and it was just like weird and beautiful and then devin sawa i mean come on so i was like yeah this is my jam well and but so that's the only way is that and i wasn't thinking very deeply about it because i was 11 yeah but that's the only way that i could really explain away God, yeah, I know. I'm arguing the go- the ghost physics and Casper and whatnot, but <laughs> I-, I think that becomes part of it being like maybe what I think we'll ultimately call maybe a children's romantic comedy is that there is like a um, not farcical, like a fantastical element to it, yeah. and like that you do overlook a lot of things that just so that things are more fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, going back to your cameos that you mentioned. Um, yes. So you start so, with Don Novella. Yeah. And then you've got Bill Pullman gets possessed by the ghost. They all jump in his mouth. And again, ghost physics, who the hell knows? But he looks in the <laughs> mirror then and they're able to manipulate his face. So I was eating as usual when I was watching this and mm-hmm. I looked down when they took him over. I'm glad you're explaining it now. And I just uh-uh. looked, I came back in and all of a sudden he's in the mirror changing faces. So I was, and I was like, fuck, I should rewind this. But yeah. I'm not going to. Sarah will tell me. Yeah. Lo and behold. They all jumped into his mouth and then... I guess those were their representations of of themselves. Like Clint Eastwood was supposed to be um, stretch, stretch, f- yeah. And then Rodney Dangerfield was fat, so and then Mel Gibson was stinky. <laughs> and it's like, well, all right. And then the Crypt Keeper from Tales from the Crypt. Oh yeah. Well, and you're forgetting another good cameo that was thrown in there randomly right after Don Novello. One Mr. Dan oh, Aykroyd, yeah, Dan Aykroyd. as Stance. Yeah. It actually, he had his, mm-hmm. he had his name on and everything. I know. And he said, who are you going to call? Someone else <laughs> and ran away. Yeah. So we do have, and it's not just that there's a lot of cameos in this. The cast is a whole of this. It's huge. It's huge. Eric Idle. Ben, I will. Ben Stein has ben like Stein, a, a yeah. thing in it. Mm-hmm. Bill Pullman, Christina Ricci. Do you know who did the voice of Fatso? Did you look this up? Yeah, Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? He got in a little trouble for his racist comments, but before that, he was the beloved older brother from Everybody Loves Raymond. So <laughs> you have Devin. You know Devin Sawa. Who mm-hmm. you? Do you follow Devin Sawa's career? I didn't until about an hour ago, <laughs> and he's done pretty well. He's on Instagram, gramming it up. Oh, shoot. He was in Idle Hands. That yeah. was actually a fun movie. Okay, yeah. that was a spooky movie that I could mm-hmm. kind of handle. He was in a ton after this. It was like he got typecast. He was in Idle Hands. He was in Now and Then with Christina Ricci. Oh, yeah. And he was in a movie with Bill Pullman called The Guilty. Mm-hmm. And then he was in all the um, Final Destination movies, huh. which freaked me out too. Oh, those you could those not pay movies. me enough to watch. I watched part of the first one and I was like, I'm out, I'm out. I don't need this. <laughs> Ugh. 
so in before we move on from the cast, the last mm-hmm. one that jumped out at me, and this just shows you know how you have that weird eye of things that catch you in movies mm-hmm. the so there's a girl that plays like the class bitch that yeah. just treats mm-hmm. uh, 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 Christina Ricci terribly yeah Jessica Wesson mm-hmm. do you recognize her from anything no home improvement she was oh. in like seven episodes as she Brad's girlfriend yes yeah. see okay because that that didn't jump out That's to me quite funny. at first I was just staring at her I like I thought she was like oh I remember that face, but I thought I just remembered it from Casper. Yeah. No, so I kept staring. I was like, why do huh. I know this 12-year-old? That's is, funny. I need to, is there a way for this not to be creepy that I remember this 12-year-old No, because girl? we were younger than them at the time, mm-hmm. so Fair. it's okay. Yeah, cool. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so it's got a killer cast. It's got killer cameos. Mm-hmm, Keep mm-hmm. convincing me it this was is a... produced by Steven Spielberg. It was produced by yeah. Steven Spielberg? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was one of the producers. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, the production value on it isn't like terribly low. It was the first live action and computer animated movie that Universal ever did. Huh. And I mean, it does kind of, the CGI and stuff does show its age a mm-hmm. little bit, but it's not like terrible. Well, they said even at the beginning, the ghosts look more solid than at the end because they were still figuring out how to do oh, really? the CGI. Yeah. I thought it. I thought it all worked pretty good together. You again, you could kind of see some things that wouldn't like fly today as much. But yeah, this was not a cheap movie. Even looking at the set, like you keep describing this house. And oh yeah, the, the location. So the house was based on the architect Gaudi G A U D I. He's a Spanish architect, and he basically created his own style. Huh. Um, that was just really, really whimsical and they had said at the beginning that they didn't want to do the typical victorian haunted house they wanted to do something different so they based it on this famous building that he did in downtown barcelona and it's just a row building in between a bunch of normal looking buildings and it is crazy looking and it has those ceilings with the deep grooves that circle like a whirlpool that's what they took them from and it's just really intense and i must have responded to that as a kid because i was just like this is amazing act i mean real question because i did pull up some of this stuff and it looks freaking bonkers Mm -hmm. gaudy Mm -hmm. is that where we get when someone says a thing looks kind of gaudy no i don't know i wonder it's a good question because i mean this is pretty unique architecture oh yeah he's one of a kind that's for sure but um they built out the first floor of that house on a sound stage, and then they the rest, the top of it, they just um, computer generated. Mm. But that was then used for the Backstreet music video. Um, no, I think Backstreet's back. No, with the dance where they're all spooky. All that. Yeah, that's same thing. Shut up. Yeah. That's so uh-huh. cool. Yeah. Oh no way! Now I gotta look mm-hmm. this up. Holy shit, that is the same room. Yeah. That is exactly the same room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's based on the Casa Batillo, a house designed by Gaudi, Gaudi in Barcelona. Um, it The outside echoes the famous undulating exterior of the whale jaw balconies, the painted diamond tiling inside the entry mirrors, the dragon scale roof. Huh. Yeah, the unique stained glass and organic shapes, the swirling ceilings. It's very interesting. Yeah. So mm-hmm. are, are you getting, is your point in explaining all this to me, Sarah, that you're arguing uh, as one of our elements of mm-hmm. romantic comedy that location is critical yeah. to this? Location is huge. Yeah. And Friendship, Maine does exist. And it does is it? the actual town where they did the actual no film. No way. Mm-hmm. Well, it, and it has to be in a small town because then that yeah. is why the, the school ends up having to, or the class ends up having yeah. to have the, have the dance thing at, her, at her house. Yeah. Yeah. Why would, okay, to break from you convincing me this is a romantic comedy mm-hmm. for a second to ask another question. Sure. If you were the millionaire's daughter mm-hmm. and you were given this house. Yeah. Would you be mad? I mean, I okay, they say it's condemned. Right. But like this is a pretty, I don't know what my relationship with him is. But this is like a pretty amazing house in yeah, an it's amazing a location. House. It's funny that she'd never known about it before or anything. Yeah. You know, and I don't know what happened between them or what their relationship is, but if I had enough money, I think it would be really cool to, to have that house, but it would suck to just like be handed this house that was just totally derelict, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Um, but you got to figure even that land's worth something. I mean, oh it's yeah, right on the a, ocean. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think I'd be all that mad if this is what no, I got. She's just a butt. Can yeah. Okay. Well, back to convincing me. Mm-hmm. So, what's the next thing on the list you're going to try and convince yeah, me? Yeah. So, of? location is extremely important. Oh, and, and the then, house really is another character in this. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. yeah. The house is you, huge. And you plunk that in like a normal Cape Cod or something. It's, it's not, not. Or working. even a Victorian. It's yeah. just meh. okay. Um. I love that when she, when Kat first comes to the house, she says, Jesus looks like something out of a Stephen, or I bet Stephen King would love it here, which is great because Stephen King is, as everyone knows, a Maine native. Mm-hmm. And it was like, so apropos. She's so cool. <laughs> um, the job of the protagonist, well, she's a kid, but her dad is a ghost <laughs> psychiatrist, ghost she, psychologist. She's a kid. <laughs> she doesn't have a job. Can we assume that the mother was a uh, copy editor? Sure. Okay, good. Just to keep with the... <laughs> well, I want to give you as many elements sure. as you can here. What if she was a argument. judge, like in Judging Amy? That's where Amy Brenneman was in the show, Judging Amy. Yeah, but we're trying to we're trying to make your argument here. This is romantic <laughs> comedy. I, I gave you one there. I gave you a softball. Yeah. Uh, the meet cute would be, hi, I'm Casper. And then she scream. He's like, don't scream, don't scream. And then she screams. And does she faint? I think she faints, yeah. I don't remember. And then he comes running. Bill Pullman comes running in, and then he's in the closet. He opens the door, and then he closes the door again. Um, the reason they can't be together, obviously, he's a ghost. <laughs> and he. I assume that they get more rounded and ghost-like the longer they've been dead, because it never really explains his uncles or who like why they hang around the house you know but like he i feel like as you forget your past life like he doesn't remember who he was oh or, you mean you get more just kind of amorphous yeah and, more blobby yeah and round oh, okay mm. oh i like that we actually it actually added something to the ghost physics and ghost yeah. elements in this okay something like that yeah i like that neither of them really has a sassy side friend but the three uncles are kind of bill pullman's side friends eventually mm. they become they take him out drinking or whatever and they're the comedic relief of the mm. movie they're, they're where a lot of the comedy comes in there's tons of physical comedy yeah obviously lots of falling down lots of running into things swords and oh i love when the mean girl at the end is on her boyfriend's shoulders and mm. they're going to scare everyone but they see a ghost and then they come flying into the ballroom screaming and there's a low hanging string of lights that just totally clotheslines her and then she falls off of it <laughs> that's the best <laughs> you love that when you were little didn't you yeah that was great <laughs> She deserved it. What a bee. Like this bitch. <laughs> I would say that Christina Ricci herself is the precocious child, kind of. Mm. Even says on her IMDb profile, like, precocious teen slash child actress, Christina Ricci. That's funny. Like, how apropos. That's the second time I've said that. Um, I mean, the subgenre would obviously be Supernatural. Um, but I think, you know, their relationship develops. He he yanks her out the window with him, which is a little scary. But then they go and sit on top of that lighthouse mm-hmm. and they're talking about, can you remember who you were? And he can't. And, you know, he's asking her about her own mom. And it, I thought it was a really, I guess that, that links into like the real world advice or like the learning moment yeah. kind of thing. A really true conversation they have about trying to hold on to the memory of your loved one and for being such a light movie it is terribly sad that she lost her mom and that she's still trying to remember her and bill pullman's so obsessed with her he's chasing ghosts around the country yeah like he doesn't seem very mentally stable and somehow they keep the oh, levity well, the, in the movie, but it is a dark movie right yeah. underneath the surface. So it, yeah. I think some of the elements that that original director mm-hmm. probably, I assume he had some impact on the script are still present. The scene where Bill Pullman, the uncle ghost, mm-hmm. try to tell him that they can get a hold of his, his oh dead my wife gosh, for them. Yeah. That was lightweight heartbreaking. And then they knock on the door and it's Fatso just drag. Yeah. It was very, but like yeah. that was mean. I remember and watching that the first time and being like, <gasps> yeah. Oh my God. I mean, that's, 
it, yeah. So I guess okay. Well, and then when he dies and she sees him as a mm. ghost, and her, you can see her heart just break because now he's dead. Now, now she has no one. And then Casper sacrifices himself, his chance to become alive. Yeah. Hey, can I ask a question about that? Mm-hmm. So Casper's dad, and and the. I guess I haven't spent as much time watching or thinking about this movie as you have. So maybe I missed a line or something. Mm-hmm. So Casper's dad was an inventor. Mm-hmm. Casper's dad made a machine to bring Casper back. Mm-hmm. Why didn't Casper's dad bring him back? I can't remember that exact thing either, but is it like I think an, he died or he was, it's he like was an Edward taken, Scissorhands he was, thing. Where he right was it, taken into an insane, insane asylum like okay. against his will so i think it was like before he had a chance to so it's like an edward scissor hands thing where like as he's about to hand edward scissor hands the real hands he has a heart attack like he has the thing yeah. completed but cannot cross i believe the finish so line. okay but there's only like one but there appeared, bit of that special yeah and there appeared to be a couple empties sitting right, right. there too so i don't know exactly what happened there well, and the other thing that grabbed me about this and again children's movies suspend disbelief i get that man mm-hmm. we're just having fun here jiving the everyone in this movie is way on board with like oh yeah a machine that can turn ghosts into humans yeah that 100 percent works <laughs> like everyone is way on board with this eric i don't care again they both try to kill each other assuming that yeah. they can be brought back by this machine that they have not mm-hmm. seen turn on yeah uh Casper is real cool also with telling Christina Ricci, like, hey, I'm going to hop in here. Just start pulling some of those switches. I'm taking a wild guess here, Sarah. If there's a machine that can bring someone back from the dead, it's a lot mm-hmm. easier than, or it's a lot harder than just pulling a lever. Probably a manual somewhere. Yeah, like, I think so. That's the same thing uh, in the fly, basically. It's the same kind of machine. Mm-hmm. He just gets in it, and but that's more um, transport. What's that called? Uh, teleportation. teleportation. Yeah. The one thing I really, really did like as this movie as a kid, other than kind of the house, I didn't love it the same way you did, but I always like contraptions. And so when Casper oh, puts her on I that chair, that. yeah, and she goes through the, down like the, the spiral staircase and then into the yeah, on like what does a he call it? The train rails, something machines like the he had trouble getting up you know, in the like morning, like the wake so up a scope like, or yeah. something goofy like that. Mm-hmm. And then he goes in that giant warehouse. Well, okay, so the yeah, his dad ended up committed to an asylum, so maybe Casper didn't know where he'd gone. He was waiting for his dad to come back, and then his father died in the asylum. Okay, so kind of like I said, like an Edward Scissorhands thing where the mm-hmm. guy creates the tool but cannot end up using it right they're like why didn't they take the the people are on a reddit like thing a blog about casper talking about why didn't they take the, the red stuff to a biochemist to figure out what was made what it was made of and maybe make some more yeah that's also well and the guy's mm-hmm. got to have papers somewhere too there's no way that there's not binders and binders right. of how to make this right or extra stuff just laying around and yeah. also just any of these two things, Sarah, independently would change the world Yeah. in every religion. Either either you know ghosts exist and like you can see them or that you have a mm-hmm. way to bring back dead people. Either of these two things by themselves is huge. You pop them together, yeah. the world we know is gone. Well, and then apparently ghosts can just play God. I guess his wife's character can just decide like reward casper and decide he can be a human until 10 o'clock are we to assume that maybe like his wife's an angel then at some point he says are you an angel and she's like "Mm mm-hmm but why is she wearing red i think that's a really strange um uh wardrobe choice Mm -hmm. like red yeah when you normally have them in like a white White. type of thing yeah not a aggressive it's very bordello red. kind of very primary red i don't know what that deal was but whatever yeah and she has the ability to play god or something question mark but i do love that the lazarus machine is called the lazarus machine mm. do you know the biblical reference yeah what is it? <laughs> Lazarus came back from the dead. It's the same thing like the Lazarus pits in Batman can revive the... What are the Lazarus pits? Or La- Lazarus pit can like revive a person, bring them back Which from... Which Batman is that? Uh, Ra's, al- Ra's al Ghul. It's in like all the Batman... All Comics? of them. 
um, comics, the animated series, the Gotham. I don't think they had him with the Lazarus Pit in the uh, Christian Bale one. Because I know Ghoul, but I don't remember. The Not pits. in the Christian Bale one, but in like, again, comics, animated huh. series, graphic novels. It's Weird. like a running theme that he's like a guy that cannot die. And so he's like centuries oh. and centuries old because he gets in the Lazarus Pit and huh. it revives him. Interesting. Was Lazarus the one that like Jesus kind of brought back? He died and then he like brought him back, right? I thought Lazarus was first was uh Old Testament. Was it? Was he not? Might be. I don't know. Maybe I don't, I don't know. know the story then. I thought he was really old and his bones, you know, all that jazz. Yeah, no, Jesus brought him back, raising Lazarus. Hmm. Jesus receives a message that Lazarus is ill and his two sisters are seeking help. Jesus tells his followers the sickness will not end in death. And then Jesus shows up and he's already buried and dead. Huh. Get that. A baby, baby. So it's New Testament. I got something right. <laughs> the other, you know, other than her wardrobe, the other thing that bothers me is that Casper doesn't have the same voice when he's a human. So when he's a ghost, he's played by Malachi Pearson. Who, if you look on his IMDb, like, page the picture mm-hmm. on google the picture of him he looks like a dude that voiced casper when he was little like he looks like he gets in some spooky stuff oh yeah well now yeah but yeah, yeah. um yeah he looks like rob zombie kind of a yeah. little bit but he back then like he was a, like a little blonde kid he looks like a guy that if you met at a party and said i voiced casper in the movie casper you would go yeah i totally believe you huh. voiced casper i don't know if i would i would i absolutely would hmm. but anyway he voices casper and then when he becomes human it's Devin sawa and then i think it's just so incredibly embarrassing when they kiss and then he turns back into Casper like mid kiss so she's basically stuck like kissing air I mean it shows the back of his head and then it turns translucent and it's just her face with her eyes closed which and they're being watched in a giant circle by the entire class which is so awkward and then she's like Casper and he's like I told you I was a good dancer in his like high voice it's like oh you just ruined all the preteen romance of that spot of that scene. You and... want to talk about bad first kisses? Having the guy your kiss turn into a ghost in front of a the group entire of class. That's the type of thing that, yeah. like, you don't recover from yeah. that. And then they all see that he's a ghost and they run screaming out of the house. She will never be the same. No. She will never outlive the ghost girl, basically, like. I would almost like to watch a movie about the fallout of the movie Casper. Again, like the existence of ghosts that we have the ability to bring people back if Mm -hmm. they like haven't already moved on. The fact that we know there's an afterlife. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy. So what you're saying is that as a, as a young woman, you did not want that type of first kiss with Devin Sawa. You didn't want him to turn into a ghost partway through. No, that would be awful. And then get a high pitched voice. Right. And then totally change and become a child, basically. Like, he's supposed to be 12, which Devin Sawa was born in 78, so 95. What is that? 78 to 95. It's like 17? Yeah. 78 to... Yeah, because 18 would be 96. But it was probably filmed in 94, so he was like 16. Which, he looks young. I mean, he looks young for 16. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. But he doesn't look 12. Mm. And then that ghost appears to be like eight. You know, he's like a baby. Mm-hmm. So I just don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. That doesn't make any sense to me intellectually either. But I like that it's like as a kid's movie, it's like, boop, we're back to being friends, I guess. La, la, la. And they live together in harmony. I don't know. Because they're also trying to bridge or they're trying to walk a fine line between telling an original story and um, paying homage to the original uh, cartoons, Mm. the Casper the Ghost cartoons, which, you know, are beloved by older generations and very light and lighthearted. So it's like you're trying to keep that going 
I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> Is this tough for you to watch a movie that you loved when you were little and have to kind of have the goal of watching it with a slightly critical eye toward I mean is that no okay I've always I've watched it enough times it's not like I haven't watched it in 20 years you know so I know I knew the issues with it did you ever own this on DVD uh I don't think so maybe VHS but I don't know but I think the saddest part then is when He's when Bill Pullman's talking to his red angel wife and she's like, I didn't have any unfinished business. You and Kat loved me so much when I was alive that I didn't, you know, need to stay around for anything when I was dead. And it's like, well, that's sad. And she touches his face and she's like, I have to go. And it's like, oh, this is awful. Like, imagine you get to see your dead spouse one last time. Well, yeah, but turn that on its head. Then you get to see your dead spouse one last time. Like yeah. you get a, you get a, uh, do we know how her mom died? No. Did they say that? They okay. don't say. Because I mean, at least in this context, it, I have no problem with this from an emotional standpoint. Mm. I think it would make things a lot easier because, you know, one, presumably whenever you know she died. Watching well, you know, her, yeah, yeah, you know that they're still out there in some capacity mm-hmm. and they're watching. Two, when you lost them originally, it it was not a good circumstance under anything. I mean, right. like she was young enough that it was either a disease they or a said car crash sudden or death. yeah, or tragic death. So you never got to really say goodbye. Yeah. And now you also, on top of knowing she's out there, and like you got to say your piece and have that weight off your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Now you know it's not just blank tape once you die. Yeah, like you know you're gonna get back. Yeah, together. that is so very it's like, true. But I think in that moment, it would be so difficult to say goodbye to someone you just finally found emotionally. I don't think for me, for me, Mm. I think I would like that I had that that closing of the door. That would be in some way. Oh, I'm not saying I'd be like calm, cool, and collective. But I think mm-hmm. I think I'd be a I'd be happier having had that experience. I'd probably be happier later, but at the time, I would just be so emotional yeah but and then it would not be, wanting her to go right away see for me i think it would be a mixture of good and bad emotions but i think it would be even in the moment more good than bad i don't know what that mm. says about me but it's like just having like that closing of the door but knowing that it's not a closing of the door like again mm. she's still out there watching over you you now know that when you die it's not just blank film like you're going somewhere yeah would the world instantly become a better place too? I guess we didn't. The movie doesn't establish a heaven and a hell. It just right. establishes an after. Yeah, that's the other thing that someone was arguing about on that blog was when Kerrigan becomes a ghost, she almost immediately, well, not almost immediately, but she goes, she doesn't have unfinished business so she goes to whatever Mm. place but it almost looks like a divine place because it's a bunch of white light and objectively she seems like a pretty terrible person so it's like what is she going to heaven (laughs) where is she going what is that i mean and maybe in this casper world there is no heaven and hell maybe it's just all it's just all something Hmm. this movie really um This movie really leads leaves a lot more questions on the table. Yeah. Again, like a Casper two. They were going to do a sequel. Go on. But then uh, both Christina Ricci and Bill Pullman weren't able to do it for another like year, and it just kind of fell apart. So they decided to do an animated series instead. So. Hmm. I wonder what the second one would have looked like. I don't know. Would have been interesting. Again. I don't I don't think it would answer these questions that I would want it to answer. Yeah. What if what if Sarah they made a Casper 2 but it's like Christina Ricci is going back as an adult? Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. What does that look like? I don't know. Cuz do you cuz if Casper keeps forgetting, he forgot who he was, do you think I wonder how that affects long-term memory. Like, would he remember who she was 10 years later, 15 years later? Yeah. Or would she have to remind him? Mm-hmm. Sarah, what do ghosts' memories look like? I don't know. In this I think world? they start losing their memories. Oh, no. So, wait, it would be like her showing up and it'd be an Alzheimer Casper that she'd have to. <laughs> well, no, not Alzheimer. I don't think they age. I think they just kind of like 
lose track of what the hell they're doing or who they used to be. That's the other question. I guess Casper's unfinished business was like being with his dad. Yeah, I didn't understand that either. What were like the uncle's unfinished business other than being assholes or the Casper's? Yeah, I guess being with his being dad, with his dad was about but it. but once he figured out the Lazarus machine and all that, you would think he kind of would have fulfilled his dad's wish to to make his machine work. Yeah, you know, like how is Casper going to move on if he hasn't already? Right. What's left? Is he just stuck now? Oh no, because his dad's now dead, and he's never going to be able to fulfill his unfinished business. Oh. Um, do you want to go back to try and convince me this terrifying movie is a rom-com because we're getting down a rabbit's hole of uh, frightening realizations? I mean, it's a very childlike rom-com, if it is. And it's one of those that has two storylines, again, kind of like Mamma Mia, mm-hmm. where the dad and the mom have this relationship that um, controls a lot of how they ended up there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and his motivation, which she's a kid, so she's drug along. But then she has her own relationship with Casper, obviously. And I think it gives her a lot of confidence and self-esteem to have this friendship with Casper. It's just very strange to to see like kind of a budding sexuality among 12 slash 13 year olds Mm. and then go right back to being like an ambiguous ghost. (laughs) It's like, what does this mean? (laughs) But from what you can assume from the ending, they are going to live happily together in that house. Yeah. I guess. And be companions. I don't see them moving away from friendship. No. I don't know how they're going to get that house. Well, because he said, if I don't get what I want, we're we're going to be done doing this. But he does. He does get what he wants. So maybe he'll become famous or something as like a ghost One psychologist. One would really think like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I can't see Kat wanting to leave now that she has a ghost boyfriend. Has, yeah. Are they ghost dating? I don't know. Because he can leave the house, so yeah. he can take her out places. And then his famous line, can I keep you, is also creepy as well. Yeah. And that's what he says when he's back to being a person to kind of show her that she that he is who he is. Is that Casper's catchphrase? Yeah, can I, I keep you? I didn't know that. Yeah, he's like, can I keep you? That's ominous. And he's like, if I were a real person, would you go to the dance with me? And she's like, yeah, but she's falling asleep. So, I don't know. Uh, okay. Well, can I keep you? I'll tell you, I guess I can see. I mean, we've gone, so we've gone through some of our boxes to check. And yes, there are romantic comedy elements in it. I, d- I don't mm-hmm. argue that at all. Mm-hmm. I guess the in only way, like I said, that I could call this a romantic comedy would be as if we called it a subgenre of like, Teen, not even a teen, because teen ones can be more mm-hmm. adult, like a it's children's like a, romantic yeah, comedy, kids. because they do connect at certain points, like you said. They have mm-hmm. on top of the lighthouse yeah. um, when she makes all, sets out all his toys in his old room. Like yeah. they have a, an actual moment of connection there, and yeah. it's not. And kids are just not super deep thinking either. So a lot of these questions and issues, as a kid, I was just like, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You know. I guess I just wanted, if there were like a couple more scenes with them. Yeah. You know, like having a moment. But again, the movie is mm-hmm. an hour 40 and a kid's not going to go over that. Right. Um, so is it just a comedy then? If it's. Man, I don't know because they, like you said, on the lighthouse, they do have a moment of, mm-hmm. you know, an, an honesty. I feel like that ending kind of, if it didn't have that ending. You mean him going childish? No, it, him being becoming a person yeah. and yeah. being Devin Sawa and that wonderful song at the end, that really, I think, pushed it toward romance yeah. in a way that you don't get in kids' comedies. Yeah. You know, it's like there's not, in kids' comedies, there's not that focus on those two characters, you know, at the end of a movie. Yeah. 
Well, then what would, do you want to put a, are you going to put a number to it? If you had to do a usual one to 10, 10 being a, you've got (laughs) male, one not being a romantic comedy at all? Yeah, I would probably, I would probably still put it at like a six, I say, because if you can argue that Shallow Hal is a rom-com, I think you can argue that this is, because they're pretty comedy based, but they have that undeniable romance in there that is feeding the plot and, you know, moving the plot along and ending in a very, you know, the climax is on a romantic moment between two characters that have been developing a relationship throughout the movie. So then why aren't you putting it higher than six, I guess? Because a lot of other things are happening and they're, isn't just one specific plot that it's staying to. It's also going with her dad and his relationship to the three uncle ghosts. And then there's also Kerrigan and Eric Idle running around in the whole Lazarus machine subplot. And, you know, there's other stuff going on that makes it more of a screwball comedy, but you can't deny the romance that's there. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> All right, you got me. I'll you, you yeah, you got me. I will agree with you. It originally I was coming in and I was going to say like 4 or 5 cuz to hmm. me like 4 or 5 is it has at least one of the elements. Like mm-hmm. if it's a 4 it's like it's it at least has comedy or at least has romance sure. and then a couple pepperings into the others. I think you're right that if the ending was not them dancing and kissing or whatever Mm -hmm. it i would not consider it i would maybe give it a four at that point but the fact that they do have several very honest conversations we Mm -hmm. see like we said the importance of a location and Mm -hmm. uh all the cameos and the cast and the types of comedy that we saw and all that Mm -hmm. um yeah i guess i'll give it a six two i'd have Mm -hmm. a real problem going like you can't really go high. Well, I guess I guess here's the thing that we'll have to look back on this in retrospect is if we do another movie at some point that also seems like it would be like a kids romantic comedy, like Hocus Pocus. Well, like, well, I don't know. No, it wouldn't be a comedy though. I was about to say My Girl, but that's uh, like yeah. not. Com- it has well, some maybe there's some it. comedy in it. Yeah, because that was. I was thinking that too. Because that was like a kid. I'd be curious mm-hmm. to watch like that mm-hmm. or I'll tell you the one that I really badly want to do what? Uh, because I will make the argument up and down it is a romantic comedy is Muppets Take Manhattan. That's the one I want to do up and down. I watched down. that movie for almost two years every single day. Yeah. From the time I was two to the time I was like three and a half and my mom eventually hid the VHS under the couch and said... That it was lost. <laughs> that this is why we're friends, Sarah. This is why yeah. we're friends. Okay, wait. On three, say your favorite Muppet. One, two, three. Fozzie Bear. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Fozzie's your favorite. Fozzie is my favorite. I was probably going to say Gonzo. I would also accept Gonzo. Yes, I can. I was say, like blanking on like Gonzo and Rizzo at the same time. I can say without a doubt. Um, I. Okay. Mr. Fuzzywig. Very honest moment here. I have imagined as an adult, as an adult man, <laughs> I have had moments where I just imagined meeting Fozzie Bear and I have been brought to like welling, really? welling up tears, Aww. imagining meeting Fozzie Bear. Wow. This is the person I am and your friends are. Oh my with. gosh. <laughs> and I've always loved the Muppets, obviously. And my mom's been a big Muppets fan. But Brian said... A couple of years ago. It's the only thing about him I don't trust. I know. He said, does it make me a bad person if I don't like the Muppets? And I said, yes. And then I told my mom and she said yes, too. Because <laughs> it's just, how do you not like the Muppets? Yeah. They're the Muppets. They are the Muppets. Uh, so Muppet that it- Christmas Carol is like the best version of Christmas Carol ever so that honestly Ugh. is i think when we watch like those two because i think both of those will have to lump into or at least mm-hmm. muppets 100 would be like a kid's rom-com if yeah. it is a, if it is a rom-com right and maybe my girl i think maybe we'll have to revisit casper and like at least acknowledge it after mm-hmm. that to see if maybe once we've oh, seen another one it changes about this yes so okay things to say uh but i do want to go back very quickly the yes. other thing about this whole rom-com thing is the soundtrack 
It is fantastic. Mm-hmm. They've got, of course, Casper the Friendly Ghost, the original, you know, song from the, I think it was the 1950s, uh, written by Mac Davis and Jerry Livingston, performed by Little Richard at the very end. They yeah. Remember when the ghosts are, you know, pretending they're Little Richard? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> then That's Life, performed by Frank Sinatra is in there. Um, there's a Tupac song in there. There's a Tupac song? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Guess I didn't catch that one. And then Remember Me This Way, written by David Foster and Linda Thompson. What song is that? Remember Me This Way. <laughs> the one they're dancing okay. to right, at the right, end. All right, all right. Come on. And that song was so popular at my school that we voted it to be, we sang three songs. We had, I went to a public school, so we graduated in sixth grade, and then the, we went to the junior high in seventh grade. So sixth grade graduation was a big deal. And our music teacher um, let us choose from a couple of different songs. So we did Stand By Me, and then I can't remember the middle song, and then the last song was Remember Me This Way. And there's a solo that every girl and a few boys tried out for. And my friend Arlene Zelinskis got the solo which is a wild card because Mrs. Anderson's <laughs> daughter was in our class too. And we thought maybe Ooh. she or one of her friends were going to get it. But no, Arlene got it. And everyone was like, I wish it was me. I could have done it better, including me. Did she nail it? Um, She was good. But again, I, in could've my little better. egotistical sixth grade brain, thought I could have done it better. But I drew the winning drawing that got put on the um, front cover of our program. Oh, because the middle song was We Go Together from Greece. We go together like bop she wop she wop she wop she do we do. Yeah, and we did that one. <laughs> and then we sang Remember Me This Way. And it was fantastic. <laughs> and I had cut my hair into a weird pixie cut because I liked the model from the Delia's magazine. Oh, we went over this, yeah. And I did not look good at all because I, I was starting to get as bad as a really thought. oily face and going into that adolescent monster phase where all your features aren't quite right yet. Like your nose grows first <laughs> and your eyebrows are all weird because you haven't figured out what to do with them. And it was just... Not good. It was not good at all. But remember me this way was our finale. It was beautiful. Runs deep for you. Yeah, it was very integral to my childhood at Harmon Elementary. Wow. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just like the roller coaster ride thing in it. That looked fun. How they got to the oh the down to the. To the laboratory. Yeah. Yeah, that looks really cool. That's all it took to get me. They should totally make that into a theme park ride. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that right when they were going down, I was like, this would be amazing. I'm absolutely shocked that. Universal. Universal? Yeah, this is Universal. Yeah, then I'm shocked Universal Studios did that. And they could do something like 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 Harry Potter. Well, I was going to say they could make, they probably make it more like the Haunted Mansion, like Disney. Yeah. It's like Mm -hmm. a Haunted House ride. This could be really cool without it yeah. being like a takeoff. And it wouldn't be super expensive, I don't think. No, not really. Oh, man. And like you could have like, so when you go into like a lot of the universal stuff now, they've gotten really good about the the uh, weights, like for the line. So you'll like queue up, you'll go into a room, you'll have like a small presentation thing. Then you'll go into another room with the queue. So it like breaks it up. You're hmm. still in line the whole time, but mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it. You could have like the first part be like Disney when you go in and you're in that room where the ceiling like squishes and goes up and down and all that. Mm-hmm. You could go in and have it be in like the ballroom and they could mm-hmm. have like hologram ghosts going around you or something That'd like that. Awesome. And then you go in to find the Lazarus pit. Mm-hmm. It's way too long past this movie being done for them to do it, but that would be a cool that ride. That would be really cool. Oh. Well, they should do the sequel um, with Christina Ricci as an adult and Bill Pullman. He's been playing this dark character on the show the center so now he's kind of got that dark going on Mm. and then they can release the um but then like theme park ride i just wonder what we get into with the sequels for us casper's aging and all that but Hmm. but i like the theme park ride a lot yeah Yeah. all right well that was Mm -hmm. fun we figured it out so if people want to email us where do they do that mail m-a-i-l 
at romcomcom.com. Sarah, we're probably going to do one more movie as part of our October Spooktacular. Mm -hmm. Um, And also as part of that, you're probably going to put pictures up on Instagram Mm -hmm. um, of us in uh, Halloween outfits. At some point, I have a good one of me in a field hockey outfit. Yeah. (laughs) With... A friend dressed as like he's riding a horse and another guy dressed as a, a light socket or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if people wanted to check those out, where would they go to do that? On Instagram at romcomcom, D-O-T-com. And what was I going to post of myself? What did I have? Oh, I have one of me looking like a clockwork orange. Oh, that was it. Yeah, where you kept telling people, I'm a clockwork I'm orange. I'm from a clockwork orange. And everyone's <laughs> like, okay. Tired of this now. Nah, I think that would have been fun. I wish I had a picture. I'll have to dig through Facebook, but I did, I think it was junior year. I got this pink, like super feminine, like kind of prom dress for 10 bucks somewhere. And then I put like bruises and blood on the side of my mouth and had a rope that I made look like a noose that I just cut off and I went as like a prom queen who kills herself on prom night. Okay. It was great. Yeah, that's I won morose. the the gel um best costume, scariest really? costume. Oh nice. Award from our service fraternities party. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Gamma Epsilon Lambda. I always found like college costumes really if they delivered they usually swung one of two ways where it was just like so lazy that it was it was clever Mm -hmm. you know like lazy clever Mm -hmm. or kind of they put a little too much effort into it but it was (laughs) like fun a lot of our guy friends would just buy children's costumes and wedge themselves into it remember scott was yes mike wazowski from uh monsters inc and he was just in this too small eyeball costume. <laughs> is it still a thing, do you think, for freshman girls just to dress up as a slutty cowgirl? Because yeah. I feel like when we were in college, that was the go-to. Like, I'm I a freshman they still slutty cowgirl. Yeah, right. slutty cat. More or... things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah, You gotta express yourself, man. Because the patriarchy is weird about sexuality. Might as well go nuts on Halloween. Am I right? I think you're right. (laughs) I do want to thank, as always, the band This Is My Suitcase for letting us use their song uh, Love off the album The Keys to Cat Heaven as our intro and outro. As always, you can find uh, uh, them and all their different side projects online on Bandcamp and all that. And I had fun, Sarah. (laughs) Me too. Well, let's do this again next tomorrow next week or tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for listening to us talk about Casper yes see you later bye, bye. <laughs>